Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. Today, we're joined by our Pacific Division expert, Ananya Raghavan, here to break down the past week of NBA action for the Clippers, Kings, Lakers, Suns, and Warriors. To start us off, Ananya, good friend of the podcast, Kelly Oubre Jr. was lighting it up Wednesday night after we had his father, Mr. Oubre Sr., on the show. What was it like watching it live from the scores table? You always love to see a guy who has been struggling a little bit this season just explode for a fantastic game. Kelly Oubre was shooting 100% from the field until about, you know, the final few minutes of the game. So he just really played well against the Wolves. 20-plus point game, defended well, was just making plays on both ends of the floor. So I don't want to say it's because his dad was on your show, but I'm not not saying it either. There's, there's a chance. There's a chance it was it was for that reason. But following up that great night, have the Warriors been able to see these wins start coming consistently? The big problem on this season for the Warriors is that they haven't been able to put together a string of games in which they're playing consistently. They started off with an ugly loss to the Jazz, followed up by two wins against the Wolves, and then an ugly loss to the Suns. So consistency has been just one of the biggest problems for this young team. While they haven't lost three in a row, they also haven't been able to put together three wins in a row. And in order for this team to be good going forward, they'll need to find a way to execute in both effort and in execution on a nightly basis. Looking back at those two wins against the Wolves, Kevon Looney was moved into the starting lineup in the place of James Wiseman. Wiseman had great back-to-back games coming off the bench, putting up a career high in that second game. Against Denver two weeks ago on January 14th, Draymond Green made a pass to Wiseman in transition in which Wiseman turned the ball over. And in his press conference afterwards, Draymond talked about how he wants to put James Wiseman in tough situations like that because he believes that this is a very special kid and he can handle those situations. So while that pass may not have been the best one, he believes that it's those kinds of things that is going to help Wiseman grow. So now we fast forward two weeks to the January 27th game against the Wolves. Draymond made that exact same pass to Wiseman in transition only this time Wiseman's able to handle it and throw it down for a transition dunk. And this was after having a great block on the defensive end. So just a fantastic play for Wiseman. And this is a guy who is essentially coming out of high school. He's only played about three college games. So he doesn't have a lot of experience playing at this high level of basketball. So there's going to be natural struggles, but he's... Showing tremendous growth and is definitely a special talent. Awesome stuff. And moving on to the Kings, they flipped the script from the start of the season and are finally winning some games. How can they keep this up? Incredible stretch of basketball for the Kings. They've got three wins in a row dating back to that Knicks game that I talked about last week. Unfortunately, their games against Memphis this week were postponed, but they still were able to get in two more games. And with that, two more wins against both the Magic and the Raptors. Against the Magic, every single starter scored more than 15 points. You had Buddy Heels putting in 29 on 10 of 17 shooting, 7 of 12 from 3. Harrison Barnes pitched in 21. Rashawn Holmes with 20. And De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley III with 16 apiece. So that was just a really great game for King starters. And then building off of that, against the Raptors, 
which is a team that has been struggling a bit this year. In spite of that, this is a great win for this Kings team. The game came down to the wire, and for a young team to be able to pull out a win in those you know, tight games is something that is going to really help them moving forward in their growth and development. Three weeks ago, when the Kings played the Raptors, they gave up 144 points to this team, which is just insane. This time, when they played them last night, they gave up 124. And while that's still a lot of points to be giving up, that just shows growth for this team. And when a team is this young, it's those little things that you start to look for to show that things are trending in the right direction. This week, the Kings have really been led by Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald, and De'Aaron Fox with those guys averaging over 20 points per game on the week. And they also put in, you know, great games against the Raptors. In that game, you had Hassan Whiteside and Corey Joseph pouring in 16 off the bench each. Tyrese Halliburton with 10 points and a career high 11 assists off the bench. So just an all around great performance for the Kings. One thing I want to touch on is that De'Aaron Fox was not as efficient in his scoring this week as he has been on the season. But in spite of that, he still found a way to contribute and average seven assists per game on the week. So that just shows that he is developing that maturity that is needed in order for him to be able to lead this team. Although the Kings are still last in the Pacific Division and 12th in the West, the team has shown a lot of growth over their last three games. And if that continues, they can be one of the playing seeds in the West. In the Western Conference, the top three seeds are pretty much going to be a lock between Utah and the two LA teams in some type of order. But after that, you know, spots four through 10 are pretty much up for grabs. And if Sacramento continues to trend in this direction, they can sneak into the playoffs. Interesting analysis right there. And switching back over to the theme of inconsistent teams from the beginning, the Clippers haven't been able to get the same lineup on the floor night in and night out. Where do you see that being a problem for them down the line? Last year, one of the biggest things that the Clippers talked about following their postseason exit was the fact that the team wasn't able to build the chemistry that they needed to be a championship level team due to the fact that guys were not playing together on a nightly basis. And that seems to be something that they're going to have to overcome this year going forward. So they went two and one on the week. Uh, They played two games without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, which going forward, you hope to not be a trend for this team. Because like I said, they need to be able to build that chemistry. Their one loss was to the Atlanta Hawks, but they followed that up with two wins in a row against the Miami Heat and Orlando Magic. The win against Miami is a really good one for this team because they were able to beat them without Kawhi and Paul George. Nicholas Batum led the way with 18 points on six threes. Serge Ibaka was excellent with 10 points and 13 rebounds. And in both games against these Florida teams, opposing team centers were held below their average in terms of points and field goal percentage between Bam Adebayo and Nikola Vucevic, which are two all-star centers. So this is really great for the Clippers defense to be able to limit opposing bigs. Overall, this team's defense ranks fourth in the league in terms of opposing points per game. We always know that this is a high-powered offense, but 
like the saying goes, defense wins championships. Highlighting another guy for the Clippers, Terrence Mann was a game high, uh, had a game high plus minus with plus 17 against the Heat. And against Orlando, every single player on the Clippers was a net positive in terms of their plus minus, except for Terrence Mann. Sorry, Terrence Mann. But, you know, while this was against an average Orlando team, that depth and production is what championship caliber teams are made of. While the stars for the Clippers returned against the Magic, and both Kawhi and Paul George continue to be excellent, I'm going to keep harping on this. Paul George needs to limit his turnovers. Right now, he's averaging around four a game, and the next highest person on that team is Kawhi Leonard with 1.7. In order for the Clippers to achieve their goals of winning a championship, Paul George needs to value the ball more. And he's far too talented a player to turn the ball over at this rate. This is something that the team is going to want to address now so that it doesn't turn into a bigger problem as they go deeper into the season and the playoffs. And just finishing up with the Clippers, a little bit of movement in the standings for them. They are now the overall second seed in the West and the Pacific Division leaders. Definitely a team with so much potential once they really start playing together. What about the Suns, who look like they've tripped up since their hot start at the beginning of the season? Going back to last week, the Suns have had lost three in a row before breaking that skid with a win against the Warriors. They had two hard-fought overtime games against the Denver Nuggets. Unfortunately, in that first game, Devin Booker got hurt, and that moved Jay Crowder into the starting lineup who's played pretty well as a starter for the Suns. He put up 21, 17, and 16 points in his three games as a starter. In two of the three games, the the starters played pretty well. In one of those games, they they were not so consistent. And the youth was really prevalent in their loss to the Thunder. Chris Paul, as a veteran, he played well, but guys like Michael Bridges and Cameron Johnson struggled a bit in that game. Saying that, even though the youth struggled a little bit, one thing that's a real positive for this team is that on a night where DeAndre Ayton struggled to score, he had the highest plus minus among the Suns players in that game against the Thunder. Like I mentioned about Chris Paul last week, a sign of maturity is being able to impact the game in multiple ways, especially when one aspect of your game is struggling. And that's what DeAndre Ayton was able to do on a night where he wasn't necessarily able to score the ball well. Highlighting another guy for the Suns team, Abdel Nader, is getting a lot more minutes lately. Against the Thunder, he was the only bench player to be a net positive in terms of plus minus. On the season, he's averaging eight points a game on 46% shooting from the field and 43% from three. Against the Warriors, he had a very solid game with 16 points, five rebounds, and three assists, and just made great plays overall for the Suns, winning plays. And that depth is something that they are going to need if they want to be a team that's in contention for a playoff spot. Like I said, with the Warriors, consistency is going to be a key for this young team. Two guys have missed multiple games due to injury, and Devin Booker and Dario Saric. But 
this also presents a great opportunity for the younger players to learn and grow. So that way you do get those guys back. This team's going to be deep and they're going to be a young one uh, and they're going to be a tough one to face. Wrapping things up with the defending champions, how have they looked recently? On last week's pod, I mentioned that AD was averaging a free throw percentage and free throw attempts per game. Well, after he verbally stated himself that he need, needed to be better, he put up a game of 37 points on 14 of 21 shooting and went 7 of 9 on free throws. So since I made that point about AD, he's put up games where he went to the free throw line nine times, nine times, and ten times in those three games. So he's totaled 28 free throws over his last three games. Um, In a win against Cleveland, LeBron James put up 46 points in his hometown return. But aside from LeBron, the starters really struggled for the Lakers in that game. Anthony Davis went 5 of 16 from the field, but as I mentioned, he was getting to the free throw line and shot 7 of 9. In that game for the Lakers, one of the key things was that the bench was a plus 44 overall in that game. And that is just something that's going to be really big for this team going forward. They can't always rely on their star power to carry them through, especially when you get deeper into the season and into the playoffs. So having depth and bench power is going to be crucial for this team that is looking to repeat and so having a game where they were just the ones that carried the team that's really big for uh, the Lakers. Following up that they've now lost two in a row to Philly and Detroit. Tobias Harris hit a game winner for Philly to give them a one-point victory over the Lakers. Again, LeBron continues to be great, putting up 34 points in that game, and AD pitched in 23. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, while he was super hot starting the season, he seems to have cooled off a bit, going 3 of 14 from 3 over the last four games. Against Detroit last night, the Lakers suffered a really bad loss, losing by 15 to a team that is just not good. They, they never should have lost that game, Anthony Davis or no Anthony Davis. Detroit is a team that gives up 112 points per game, and the Lakers were only able to put up 92 on them. I've touched on the fact before that the Lakers have been playing this season with a bit of an on-off switch. And as a team that got more talented in the offseason, they potentially figure that they can turn it on and win when they need to when you talk about going later into the season and in the playoffs but this is a dangerous mentality to have especially in a western conference that's loaded with talent and teams out for blood utah has now won 11 in a row the clippers look like a better team and there's just a lot of talent in the west and if the lakers do have aspirations to repeat this isn't something that they can keep up consistently After this week of action, they're now third in the West and second in the Pacific Division. There's a lot of exciting Pacific Division action going on tonight. We have the Kings at the Heat, Lakers at Celtics, Suns at Mavericks, and the Pistons versus the Warriors. So lots of great basketball coming up, and we'll see how this next week goes. 